Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Howdy there, faithful listener. My name is Jen. I am the host here of the Bible Explained podcast, and I'm so excited that you chose to turn this podcast on to study the Bible with me. So we're going to study Numbers chapter 21, verses 10 through 35 today. It's a long bit, so I'm actually going to jump right into it and uh, read. So go ahead and grab your Bible, your cup of coffee or your cup of tea, and let's read along. Numbers 21, 10 through 35. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. The children of Israel traveled and encamped in Oboth. They traveled from Oboth and encamped in Liberum in the wilderness, which is before Moab, towards the sunrise. From there they traveled and encamped in the valley of Zared. From there they traveled and encamped on the other side of Arnon, which is in the wilderness that comes out of the border of the Amorites. For the Arnon is the border of Moab between Moab and the Amorites. Therefore, it is said in the book of wars of Yahweh, Vaheb and Supa, the valleys of Arnon, the slope of the valleys that incline towards the dwelling of Ar leans on the border of Moab. From there they traveled to Beer, and that is the well of which Yahweh said to Moses, Gather the people together, and I will give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up well, sing to it, the well which the princes dug, which the nobles of the people dug, with the scepter and with their poles. From the wilderness they traveled to Matana, and from Matana to Nahaliel, and from Nahaliel to Bamath, and from Bamath to the valley that is in the field of Moab, to the top of Pisgah, which looks down on the desert. Israel sent messengers to Sihon, the king of the Amorites, saying, Let me pass through your land. We will not turn away into field or vineyard. We will not drink of the water of the wells. We will go by the king's highway until we have passed your border. Sihon would not allow Israel to pass through his border. But Sihon gathered all his people together and went out against Israel into the wilderness and came to Jahaz. He fought against Israel, and Israel struck him with the edge of the sword, and possessed his land from the Arnon to the Jabbok, even the children of Ammon, for the border of the children of Ammon was fortified. Israel took all these cities, and Israel lived in all the cities of the Amorites, in Heshbon and all of its villages. For Heshbon was the city of Sihon, the king of the Amorites, who had fought against the former king of Moab, and taken all of his land out of his hand, even to the Arnon. Therefore, those who speak in Proverbs say, Come to Heshbon, let the city of Sihon be built and established. For a fire has gone out of Heshbon, and a flame from the city of Sihon. It has devoured Ar of Moab, the lords of the high places of the Arnon. Woe to you, Moab, you are undone, people of Chemish. He has given his sons as fugitives, and his daughters into captivity, to Sihon king of the Amorites. We have shot at them. Heshbon has perished even to Debon. We have laid waste even to Napha, which reaches to Medeba. Thus, Israel lived in the land of the Amorites. Moses sent out spy to Jazer. They took its villages and drove out the Amorites who were there. And they turned and went up by the way of Bashan. Og the king of Bashan went out against them, he and all of his people, to battle at Edre. Yahweh said to Moses, Don't fear him, for I have delivered him into your hand with all of his people and his land. You shall do to him as you did to Sihon, king of the Amorites, who lived at Heshbon. So they struck him with his sons and all of his people until there were no survivors and they possessed his land. Holy moly, that was a mouthful. 
<laughs> and I have no clue if I was pronouncing any of this right. Like Pisca? I don't know if that's pronounced Pisca or Pishka or I, I have no clue. I also don't know if I'm pronouncing Sihon correctly. It could be Sihon, Sihon. I don't know. I'm very sorry. The only thing I got here is my English language. So I apologize if I am saying anything incorrectly, though I am trying very hard to make it sound at least a little bit correct. But let's go back to verse 10 and see what's going on here. Basically, verses 10 through 13 talk about the different travels that Israel is beginning to have. So first they go to Oboth or Aboth. Then they stay at this place called Liabarim in the wilderness, which is right before Moab. Now, it mentions something kind of interesting here. It talks about a book of wars of Yahweh, which is not in the Bible. This is a separate book that must have been penned sometime in ancient history that talked about the early wars of the Israelite people. Skeptics like to say that the Bible is not complete because it mentions different things like this in scripture, like this book of wars. But to me, I think that's a really dumb argument because the Bible is complete. It talks about the wars that need to be talked about. And this book was lost to history. Whatever this book of the wars of Yahweh was, it was lost to history. So it's kind of dumb to say that uh, the Bible is not complete just because it adds in little things like this. This would be like me in one of my books that I've written referencing another book and somebody being like, well, your book's not complete because you referenced this other book. That's just dumb. That's stupid logic. So yes, in my opinion, the Bible is complete. And this book of the wars of Yahweh, which sounds interesting enough, is not around anymore. So clearly it's not as important as uh, some people like to claim it is. But anyway, after this, it says that they camped near Moab. And so from there, they traveled to Beer. It looks like beer to me, but it might be bear. And that was where this well was, which Yahweh says to Moses, gather the people together and I will give them water. So it sounds like to me that this well in beer was a separate instance where once again, the people had no water. But Yahweh says to Moses, gather the people together and I will give them water. Because remember the other two instances with the water happened in different locations. This is the first time I've seen this area called beer or beer. So the people clearly were very happy about this and they sing a song. Spring up, O well, sing to it the well which the princes dug, which the nobles of the people dug with the scepter and with their poles. So they're excited about this well being dug. I do find it interesting that they didn't give glory to God in this poem, even though God was the one that gave them the water. So that's kind of interesting to me. That, uh, yeah, the people did not sing this song to God. So we kind of see that even in stuff like this, the people's hearts are sometimes kind of far from God, just even with this little poem that they sing. So after this, they traveled to Matana and then they, they go through different travels. They're still wandering around. They're making their way slowly to the promised land, just kind of going in little circles, I suppose, up to where they need to go. So finally, they get to this area of the Amorites called Sihon. Sihon? I'm just going to call it Sihon. So anyway, they get to this area called Sihon, and they want to pass through this area. But this Sihon king is like, no way, you're not passing through. And so what they end up doing was they 
went to war against Israel. So this wasn't exactly like Edom. Edom was in defense when uh, they told the Israelites earlier that they were not allowed to pass through the Edom area. They set up a defense and Israel had to go around. So Israel did not actively engage. But here, this Sihon king actively engages with Israel. He's like, no, you're not passing through here. You're not doing any of that. And I'm going to fight against you. We see that a lot of people end up fighting against the Israelites during this time period. And we're going to see why in a, I think in the next chapter, people were really scared of the Israelites because they, they knew who God was, was with, honestly. So the Sihon king gathers his people together and goes out to war against Israel in the wilderness. And he fought against Israel is what it says. So Israel wins. He strikes him with the edge of the sword and possesses this land from the Arnon to the Jabbok, even to the children of Ammon. So basically this entire border of these, like this ancient Amorite area was secured by Israel because Israel really struck down this king when this king came up against them because God was on Israel's side. God helps us fight our battles. That's very clear all throughout scripture. When people come against us, God helps us fight our battles. In fact, there's verses that even say that God fights our battles for us and that we don't even need to do things sometimes and that God uh, has revenge for us because he cares so much about us that he is going to get revenge. And the Bible actually says that we should not be seeking out revenge because God is going to do it for us. And I do believe that there was a time in my life where God did that for me as well. I had a terrible, terrible job, a terrible salon job. Uh, years ago where um, a lot of things happened. They were very mean to me. I was like bullied at this salon. They didn't like me. I'd walk into the room. They'd laugh at me like very like loudly. They called me frumpy and ugly and all sorts of weird things. I don't know why I stuck that job out. I, I have no clue why I did. I got paid almost nothing too. So anyway, in the end, with everything going on there, the salon actually ended up getting shut down years after I had left. Um, because the owner was actually embezzling money. Even though I really wanted to get revenge in my own weird way um, at that salon, I really do believe that God uh, worked it out because it wasn't just for me. I, I believe that also. There were a lot of girls there that honestly were getting treated very similarly to me. So in the end, that salon got shut down and... The employees went on to, I don't know where, but ended up moving to different salons. And I'm here now and I have a really awesome career, in my opinion. And so, yeah, I mean, I think God, in a, in his way, kind of worked that out for everybody and even possibly for the owner as well, because maybe she really needed that time. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, moving on past that. It does say in the Bible that God fights our battles for us and he does get revenge for us. So we don't, sometimes we don't even need to do anything. In my case, I just left that salon after a few months and God worked out the details in the end and worked it out, not just for me, but for a lot of people. But moving forward, it says here that Israel took this area of the Amorites after defeating this king. And there's this little poem that is mentioned about how Israel ended up winning this battle. And one of the verses says, Woe to you, Moab, for you are undone. So yeah, I mean, it talks about just this war that Israel was able 
to fight. And once again, not a lot of glory given to God, if any, in this poem. So that's another interesting thing. Once again, it it just kind of shows how the Israelite people, though they knew God was with them, they very rarely give God glory for a lot of things like in anything. So, I mean, yeah, this really shows how God, he, he calls himself a jealous God. And you can kind of see why, like the people are not giving God glory for much of anything here, even though God was doing so much for the Israelite people, giving them water in the wilderness, giving them victory in these battles. They're not giving him glory still. So then it says after this, that Israel lived in the land of the Amorites. So the area that they were able to take this land of the Amorites, they lived there. So Moses sets out a spy. This spy sees that there is this king named Og or Og, maybe this king of Bashan. And so this king goes out against the Israelite people. Once again, just a lot of people in this area just don't like the Israelites. And so this king battles them in this land called Adre. So then Yahweh says to Moses, don't fear this king, even though he might be powerful. Don't fear him, for I have delivered him into your hand with all of his people and his land. So God is now beginning to give little pieces to the Israelite people. They're still in the wilderness, but God's just beginning his, uh, his gifts of the promised land to his people. So the Israelites end up defeating this king, this king Og, and taking his land, just as God said that the people would. So yeah, this entire thing is just, you know, God giving his people victory. We have victory in Jesus. We have victory over the world. It says in the Bible that Jesus himself has victory over the world. And if we believe in Jesus, we're going to have that same victory because we share in that promise of Jesus as well. So even though the battle is scary, even though God does have us sometimes fight the battles, he will give us victory. Never says in the Bible that life is going to be easy. It never says that we're not going to have trials. In fact, it says we will have trials and all sorts of crap is going to come flying at us sometimes. But God protects us. He takes care of us. And even though we can't see it right in this moment, he is fighting our battles for us. And all we have to do is believe in him. Alrighty, friends. Well, this was the end of Numbers chapter 21. And we are officially halfway done with Numbers. That's really cool. We're officially done. We're going to be moving into Deuteronomy and then moving in more towards the storytelling parts of Joshua, Judges, and Ruth, and um, just all the different books in the future that are a lot of really interesting and cool stories. So I'm excited for that. I'm just excited that the podcast of this is this far along, and I'm looking forward to doing the rest of the Bible for sure. So uh, the way I am breaking it up right now, I believe I have about six years left. (laughs) And... I might be through the Bible at that point. I think it's about six years left. Maybe five. Maybe five. We'll see. But anyway, guys, I hope you continue to enjoy this podcast. Share it on your social media platforms. If you would like to support this ministry, P40 Ministries and the Bible Explained podcast, then go over to p40ministries.com slash shop and get yourself one of those Lion of Judah tees. It's one that I designed myself. I drew it by hand. The lion is pretty cool. It's unisex. It's super soft cotton and it promotes 
the podcast and the ministry. I never charge shipping, so the price that you see for that tea is the price that you're going to pay in your cart. So go over to that, check it out, get one for yourself, for all your family members, for your friends, whoever else, and support P40 Ministries and the Bible Explained Podcast. But friends and faithful listeners, I will see you tomorrow for an episode out of Luke. We are all already halfway done with Luke as well, so I'm excited about that also. But I'll see you tomorrow, and until then, happy listening, and as always, God bless. Thank you.